Hello to our listeners and welcome to TNT ESQ. Along with my co-host Teresa Quinlan, I'm Rhys Thomas. We make up TNT. For those of you who don't know, TNT is our initials. Simple, right? Uh, we're here to explode the status quo. This series is all about talking with people who are helping us to think differently so we can start doing differently. Our guest today is Nancy John. She's an L&D professional, performance coach, sales trainer. She's joining us from my homeland, Canada. Whoop, whoop, yes. With 15 plus years experience in learning and development and professional coaching, Nancy lives by this motto, love what you do. You can all just feel the feels on that one for a minute. So by no means does this mean being giddy every moment of work. Rather, it means being driven by a greater purpose and really loving it and being inspired by it and inspiring others to action, results, change along the way. Now, Nancy, very excited, has also recently begun a new venture, Seed Leadership. Love that name. Through your signature program, Seed Leadership's purpose is to address the self-doubt among emerging leaders that risks future leadership and innovation in organizations. Let me just say that one more time. Addressing self-doubt among emerging leaders. That is a huge risk to organizational ability to really innovate, but also even just to lead. We're so excited to have you, Nancy. Welcome to TNT ESQ. Thank you. I am excited to be here with the both of you. Yeah, welcome, Nancy. She is a mutual friend from Humans First Group. We had uh, many conversations, so I know for well this is going to be uh, one worth paying close attention to, listeners. So let's go. Get your notebook. Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> let's, let's do, do this. this. <laughs> so we're going to start off with, you know, when we stand on a soapbox, when we grab our megaphone, when we start a venture... We are passionate about something. We've got something that we know other people may need, can benefit from, is going to make an impact, and it's going to fill our cup every single day. So we're interested in knowing what is it for you? How did this all start? What's the story? What's on your heart? What's on your mind? Thank you. I actually feel that there's a specific thing right now that's really playing for me, uh, coming up for me, and I find that it actually connects actually to a lot of things that we've already talked about. Uh, it's this word pivot. And I've shared this with a few people already that I've been, uh, I've been speaking with. And I would probably say that the time that we're in right now maybe is amplifying that for all of us, this idea of pivoting. That's, that word is really ringing true for me. And I feel that it's been a lead up to get here for me, that, that word. And so even uh, earlier we were talking and I talked about this idea of running the experiment. And I feel that there's an opportunity for all of us at this point to actually do that. There's not many times in life where everybody is in the same boat to some degree. So I, I know everyone's experiencing what we're experiencing right now very differently. So I'm not trying to equalize this in that way. But the idea, if I even think about it from like a professional perspective, if you've ever desired to think differently, to do differently, now is the time because right now I've been telling people like the rule book's kind of gone like, mm -hmm. like thrown up. Right. And so everybody is trying to figure out what does this mean for me? And so I feel like this idea of pivoting and I'm, I'm approaching it from a professional perspective, but it actually doesn't have to just stay there. It could be expanding into your own personal life as well. Like now is the time for pivoting 
And I'm excited by that. I'm by no means not uncertain, but I'm excited by what's possible with us being able to pivot. And that's the place that I'm in right now. I'm really asking myself these questions around, what does that mean for me? Uh, actually, even the other day, I was just like jotting things down. Like what, even as we think about purpose and passion and these things, like what does that mean at this moment? That is not going to be momentary in the sense like once this crisis is over, well, there's going to be something else. No, this is teaching me something around pivoting and what would that mean for me to transition? So it's actually been a really exploratory, uh, exciting thing for me personally when I think about that. So yeah, like that's the word, like that word has been ringing and I've been sharing it with everybody. And it's interesting, like, you know, everyone's got something different when they're, when they actually think about that. So yeah, that's what's, that's just top of mind for me right now. I was having the same thing a week or two ago, the word I was using was opportunity. You know, everyone was getting consumed with fear and I was saying, well, yeah, I understand that, but right now there's opportunity and everyone has permission to try or even everyone has permission to fail. I know this is a topic that everyone's talked about a lot, especially with leadership development, personal development, but now it seems like everyone can grasp that idea and run with it to some less or more consequences. There's almost like a safety net that's been put in place mm. by some governments, not everyone's doing it, but some of them are, and some of them are doing it to a greater extent, but you almost have that carte blanche to really rethink what your purpose is, what your passion is, be creative, lock onto those opportunities. So what do you feel about that idea? I know you're talking about running experiment. I know you're talking about pivoting. What about that, that next bit, taking it to the permission to fail? Like it's one thing to pivot. It's another thing to go. That's the, like another one or two steps forward along that uh, process, isn't it? So there's no consequences almost. Is that, is that a reality or is that still? Yeah, yeah that's it. You know, I, I haven't asked myself that question. So that's actually a really good question to say, what does that mean? I, I feel intuitively, I'm probably thinking that, yes, that there's permission to, but I bet you anything, when it happens, I'm going to be like, what the, you know, what, what, like, so, so definitely human in that approach. Uh, but I agree with you. Uh, there's definitely going to be a need to, uh, to be able to experiment. And I like what you said, this idea of a broad safety nest, because I, I do feel that's what's happened right now is because everybody's open to it there. This is the time to actually try it and and fail if you fail or whatever it might be like to whatever degree we end up failing now is the time for that i was sharing with you both earlier around like my podcast relational introvert i feel like everything in life is a journey so even as i think about that that journey just expands for me my podcast as i said is a experiment like it is i have a we have a, a overall idea for what we're doing a path but it's not clearly paved so there is failing that's happening along the way. I don't know, like it's, it's, it's just that experimentation. So I'm just taking that now to another degree to say, what might that look like at another level that is possibly more public, that is possibly bigger stakes. So that's where for me, when I think about that failing aspect, yes, like we, I don't know that we can experiment and it not fail at some point. Like, I don't know that that's possible. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's possible to get it just right the first time. So I'm getting excited. So the, oddly enough, one of the things that's shifting for me is that idea of excitement around it. Mm-hmm. And there's also this sense of like, sometimes something will come in mind and be like, Oh crap, like, how would you even do that? And so yes, that fear creeps into be like, Oh, then it's like, okay, well, you don't know, like you just got to give it a shot. And then what I have now is things to rely on. So again, my podcast is something to rely on to say, well, you did it here. 
So you can do it somewhere else. And so that's, that's kind of the pivoting for me. But like I said, pivoting is like, not just from a business perspective. I'm also thinking from a pivot of how I live, like, how do I choose to live? And I feel that the time that we're in right now has really highlighted that for me. So we talk about it being a great equalizer in terms of, in terms of health, anybody can get affected by what we're facing right now. But the thing is, there's actually more, there are some people who are just more affected by this than, than I am. I, I know that 100%. Uh, so I'm grateful for what I have. But it's also making me pivot on how do you consume? What do you consume? Uh, how do you approach that? Do you need that? Like those are the kind of like, so pivoting is happening in a lot of areas. Uh, one of the things I'm trying to do is not get consumed by trying to pivot everything. Cause that's just, I'm going to be completely going, you know, mm-hmm. running in circles if I did that, but there's certainly certain things that speak to my heart that are making me go, well, how do you, well, how would you approach that? Like, so let's say in two weeks time, a month's time, this is all done. What is life normal life? And so this is helping me to think through what might look normal for me moving forward. And consumption is something that's come up for me quite a bit, like how much we consume of things, whatever things might be, what I consume, being aware of that not everybody, like I know that, but like really being aware that not everyone has access to that. So those are things that have just really come top of mind for me lately. And again, I'm excited by what that could mean how that shapes me, I'm actually really excited. And I hope that that's how people, like that feeling is there for others as well. So that's what I mean by pivot. You mentioned something really interesting around the emotional aspect of it, like experimentation and the willingness to fail or knowing it's okay to fail, whichever way you want to look at it, requires getting over the emotional states that keep you stuck from not wanting to do it. So any of those fear-based sort of emotions that keep you a little bit stuck. And one of the things that can be really interesting is taking a look at a pivot from a forced versus an intentional mindset, right? So if I'm in, if I'm in a forced pivot, like right now is a forced pivot, someone else is telling you, you must change X, Y, and Z. We can be extremely resistant to that and emotional about that. And so getting to the experimentation stage of shifting can take a little bit. I'm not, I'm not so willing to fail yet. I want to see what other people are doing. It doesn't mean that I won't actually pivot or change, but my risk aversion may be a little higher than someone else. Right. And so if I'm part of a team, if I'm an entrepreneur, but part of a community, I may watch to see what other people are doing, learn from that. And then I may take my pivot after that. Right. Right. I get to learn from other people's sort of mistakes and successes. Yes. There's tremendous value in that. What there could also be really great value now is if the majority of the population is into a forced pivot right now, perhaps what that allows us to do is gain confidence in intentional pivots. And then one of the things we learn from this experience is having a life of intentionally reflecting to know when we need a pivot. That will always come from some emotional pebble. Sometimes the pebble, the brick, the boulder. I've said this several times, (laughs) use this analogy, which one are you paying attention to? Mm. So I'm wondering if you can share with us your experiences in what do you feel when you know a pivot is on the rise? Uh, So I've started to recognize that uh, there's this feeling I have in my chest, like it's kind of like, you know, in my sternum, like that, that sternum area. And I, it's, it can get 
wider this way, depending on how stressed or fearful I'm, whatever I'm feeling about it, or small. But I've started to recognize even the inkling of it, to start questioning it. What, what, what is that? And something that I know, Teresa, you talk about a lot is like that idea of like that, that temperature check. So I do that quite often where I'll say, and it's really to become aware of it so I can pay attention because sometimes it may not be as significant. It's just that if you don't pay it, if I don't pay attention to it enough, it gets big. And then I'm, I'm worried about things that I don't even know what exactly I'm, what's bothering me. And it's funny, like as soon as I start to examine it, then obviously it starts to fade, right? Because I'm actually paying attention to it. But then I can kind of start saying, okay, so that's come up for me now. Every single time I've been looking at this or thinking about this or talking to somebody about this, like that's when it's showing up. And so what does that mean? So that's kind of the journey, as I mentioned earlier, around that idea of paying attention to intuition and feeling. I've, I've been really good at work through it. <laughs> you can work through this, right? But I've shifted that in the last, last probably like I would say several months. And it's, it's interesting how quickly we can learn these things. They don't, it doesn't have mm -hmm. to take you like forever and ever. So, cause the whole thing about pivoting, it's become more pronounced right now because of this COVID crisis, but that's been with me in the words of experimentation since the beginning, like for a while. Um, so for me, even what that led to at the beginning of this year was to start working with my own coach. One thing that came really clear as I was going through this process is as much as I'm someone who ignored my feelings and intuitions around like, what does that feel like? And what's that fear that's coming up? The reality is I'm actually very, I'm someone who's driven by feeling. I was just trying to block it. So whenever you try to block something that you're natural at, or that comes like that's human to you, of course, your body's like, what is happening right now? You're completely messing up the signals that we're trying to throw, throw at you. So that's actually been also a big sort of, okay, now it's opened me up to be like, whoa, like what else is possible, right? If you pay attention to these things, what's possible? So I just think it's interesting around this idea of force pivot versus intentional pivot. I, I actually feel there's some people who are more comfortable with the force pivot. We do look, look for order, right? We look for order around us. We look for what's the best way of doing that? What are the rules around it? And so there's some of us who are good with order and, and are like, well, if that's what the government or that's what my work, like that's what people are telling me to do, that's what I'm stipulated to do in that space. I can then be creative and I can, like, I have the space to work in. Some people are okay with that. And for others, that actually is like, like, don't even, like, don't give me that. Like, if you force me, this is not going to happen. The possibility exists. Whichever way you're driven, the mm -hmm. possibility exists. You decide to what degree, like how big that's going to be or how, how small. Um, it's just that, yes, for those who might be more focused on order, then that, that fear of failure can show up maybe a little bit more than maybe someone who is completely blue sky, I don't care, you know, whatever, I'll just keep throwing it out there. But it's possible for all of us. And I think that's what I want to encourage people to be like, just don't think that just because you fall into this category and you're not this big picture, like you don't think in this way that somehow the pivot and the creativity and all that's involved is not possible for you. That I don't know that that's the case. I feel like it's no. possible and yeah. we just have to be willing to take the chance to do it. Each person's approach will be different, right? We just have to be open and willing to know that some people flourish more in this sort of forced environment, push me out of my comfort zone. Okay, then make me try. I will try it. Great. I might watch someone else try force, or maybe I'm the one who does it. Maybe I'm the one who's yes. always like, questioning and pushing the boundaries or whatever. And I don't need to wait for other people. That's cool. Always work. Yes, exactly.
Exactly. And, and some people who are in a sort of inertia position, they need to have that first forced uh, change to then make them more acceptable of the intentional change. So whichever comes first, whichever, it, whatever instigates it, the important thing is that you're making those pivots or making the changes and not panicking and thinking, oh, mm -hmm. my current model isn't working. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But at the beginning, before we started recording, you, you said a few things to us and I love what you were talking about there. There was a lot to unpack, but you talked about, I guess, self-awareness. You talked about listening to your intuition, following that voice inside. You've learned in the last few months, last six months, maybe since you've been working with the coach, I'm not sure, but you said you, you've learned about how to say no to good things. Now that was really interesting to me, and I think I'd like to explore that a bit more. If you want to, if you could share with us a bit about what what learning that uh, truth has opened up for you, because I think it's something that our listeners would be could get a real a value from, especially at this moment. Can you just talk a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, mm. I mean, as as you like, some people might be already familiar partnering with somebody in our humans first community to run the uh, run a podcast so it is such a great idea it's such a great thing that's happening and so i i had started partnering with him and and i was so moved by what he was looking to do just that experience of we can do better right like that that is such an amazing experience and and so being a part of it was to me a no-brainer like it was just like well of course like i want to be part of this like how amazing is this to kind of continue that humans first community further on the interesting thing was I don't know what it was like there's something that wasn't smooth right like when you're in the flow and you're in with something inside there's like a settled like at least for me it's settled it's it's not like a you, know, you don't feel anything and so but there was some sort of an inkling that wasn't sitting right and i couldn't quite figure out what it was i opted to be like no you know let's let's go ahead but what came out of that exercise for me was i realized that in that process i was I was saying yes to something good while realizing that there was something that was off. And so what, what that does then is if you actually think about any other area of your life, it shows up in how you end up showing up. So it was actually showing up in how I was showing up. It was showing up in the way I was getting ready for things or like how I was getting involved. And I'm like, that's, as, and, and that's when it's like, that's not really who I am. That was a good learning lesson for me to be able to say, you know what, sometimes there, not sometimes, most times in life, there's really, really good things that we can be involved in. And I think almost all of our ideas are good. They come from a good place, but they just might not be where I need to be. What I realized at that point, it was just a reminder to me to say, how do you pay attention? And so it was really cool because I was able to have that conversation with Brian and we were able to chat about it and figure out like, what does that mean? Uh, without taking away from the spirit of the work that exists. And so that's a cool part. And I think sometimes what happens, at least here's my learning. One is, I was having a hard time saying no to something good because I wanted to be part of something good. Like who doesn't want to be some part of something good? I was like, I don't want this. I don't want to miss a great opportunity to be part of something good. And so I was like, well, yeah, but that can be problematic if then, you know, cause there's a lot of good things around. So what are you going to be involved in everything? And then the other one was just being able to know that there's opportunity for conversation around this. So, the effect of kind of not paying attention to intuition like spreads into a lot of other things as well. So a learning for me to say, you know, you can have these conversations with people, like people are willing to understand, right? So I think that's what it also showed me was to kind of take, take that conversation and say, hey, look, something's not sitting right. And 
what do I do with that? And I actually didn't have any answers around it. And sometimes I know, I know it was for me that the idea of like knowing, well, I need to know. I can't even tell you now that I know exactly this is what it was. Like, I don't know. It just was not, it just wasn't sitting right. And so I, the promise I had made to myself coming into 2020 was I am not going to do that. And so when I did it, I was like, okay, look, you know, <laughs> you made a promise and you can't even keep your promise. So you need to do something about that. And so that's, that was a big learning for me, this idea of, you know, pay attention to those things there. It doesn't mean that what the work is bad. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that you're, there's something else that you're called to. There's something else that's, that you, you are being tuned towards. And if you just say yes, if I'm just like, yes, 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 yes to everything, that is actually me saying no to my, to my best contribution to everything. Mm. <laughs> everything is going to get like 10% of my energy. And 10% of my energy is, I don't feel is, is meaningful. I'm, I'm just not showing up in a meaningful way. So, so those were some big lessons. So for me, as of then, I have actually been very intentional and so i also recognize something about me i'm a bit more thoughtful in the sense where i need like if somebody's like well do you want to do this i'm i can't it's not always i'm ready to say yes i'm like you know i need a moment to think about it yeah and i became okay with that because at first i was like no i need to be able to give an answer right now because everybody's looking for an answer right now and yes there's a place for that there's absolutely a place for in the moment how do you respond but that is not all of life and i think just based on you know, my experience, the work that I had done, the, the industries and teams I'd been involved in, I had gotten really good at give an answer right now. And I had to kind of be like, well, yeah, that's a little bit contrary to my wiring too. So I need to kind of take a step back and go, you know what, actually, that's a great question. Can I, I need a moment. But what I do though, is to say, I'll get back to you by tomorrow, or I need by such and such date. So that way I'm not even leaving the person hanging. I'm giving them something, but I'm also staying true to the fact that I can't answer this question for you right now because I just need to process this. And that's served me well to, to be able to do that. And I find people are really good. <laughs> There's mm -hmm. nobody going, tell me right now, you must answer me right now. <laughs> that hasn't happened. Like, you know, when you're working with somebody and you know, I mean, we all know when it's time sensitive. We all know when it's like, okay, I know you need something right away. And we're respectful of that. And then we, but I've just realized people are actually really, people are much more understanding than we give, give everybody credit for. <laughs> you speak of something that's like really incredibly important, I think. It, well, actually you speak of a number of things that are really important that are all <laughs> connecting together into this lovely sort of symphony of what I hope people are hearing. And one of that is, you know, the element of taking time to get to know ourselves well enough. Know ourselves well enough to be able to define guess what? I'm a people pleaser. So when people ask me for things, I want to please them. So generally that means I say yes, even to my own detriment turns out. <laughs> and then what ends up happening is I get these emotional cues, maybe in my sternum that are telling me, what was that all about? And what I've learned to do is pay attention to that and ask myself a series of questions, get really curious around it. Like, why was I feeling that? And what was happening? And when does it show up? And oh, that's because I said yes to something that I really don't want to do. It's not really aligned, but that's because I like to please people. I bet you any money if I come back to them and I tell them what I'm experiencing, they'll totally be cool with it. And that cycle of spending the time intentionally to reflect gives us intentional pivots. 
They show up. Yes. Opportunities will appear all the time for us to adjust. Most of the time, people, I think, maybe just call it, I changed my mind. But really, mm. every time we change our mind, it's a pivot. We're doing something yes. different. We're, we're, yes. Pivots don't have to be these cataclysmic differences in our life. Like I used to be employed. Now I'm an entrepreneur. Well, that's a pivot for sure. And that's a fairly big one to make, but a pivot can just be, I've changed my mind as to where I'd like to go and eat dinner. And this is why I've, I've yeah. changed my mind on that. So I, I think even, you know, this word and the power sometimes people can give to it will often get in the way emotionally of, you know, just making it really big, not to negate the fact that sometimes it is a big deal. And so you will take time, right. but other times it isn't. And so maybe we can stack a little bit of that self-regard, a little bit of that self-esteem going, you know, you, you probably do this more often than you're aware for all of these kinds of things. So you have the skill set. Now, if you want to expand it to something bigger, perhaps pick up a couple of these things Nancy's talking about, like know yourself really well, pay attention to the little signals you're getting from your body, ask yourself a series of questions and then take the next step. Yes. You know, I, I remember the first time I was introduced to the idea of paying attention to how you feel, like as in, where are you feeling this? I remember the first time somebody asked that question, I was like, what a silly question. Like, let's get to the point. Like, what are we trying to do here? Right? Like, that's just, I, I, yeah. I was just wired like that. Well, at least I thought I was, I was just, I was, I was in that situation. Like I was just responding like, no, we need to get to the results. Like we need to talk about what, what is it? Like, don't ask these kinds of questions. And, and I worked, you know, for the most part, you know, I worked with people and within industries where it was about like, let's go, let's get to results. And what are we talking about? And, and I actually, I do value that very much. I am very, I don't, I don't downplay the idea of results and talking about results. That's mm -hmm. necessary. But this idea, when someone starts to say, like, how do you feel about it? I'm just like, mm, that's such a weird question. It's only later on I realized that actually I am wired that way. I was just, like I said before, I was just like, let me power this down. I will come up. What's a more professional way to, to, to do these things? Because I remember early on when I was going through uh, some of my coaching training, even, we were just doing some role playing. The person that I was role playing with, he was being the coach and he asked me, what does that look like? And I sat there in silence and I said, you know, I don't think I can tell you what it looks like. I could tell you what it feels like. And then I went on to explain. And it was only actually much, much later as again, this is, that's the cool thing is we're always evolving. And so if anyone, any one of us ever thinks that we're not, that's actually not true. It's either forced <laughs> or you are intentionally doing it one way or the other, we're changing. And so I, even just in my own journey over the years, then I, I remember reflecting back on that and I actually oddly enough with my coach. And I said, you know, that's so interesting you say that. I think I've always, I've always been that way. And she's like, yeah, of course you've always been that way. I go, but I have always, I don't think I really paid attention. I just assumed that I wasn't really a person of like, I'm not a feeling person. I'm like much more about like how this should, she's like, yeah, you're, you, you, you're kind of naturally attuned to be a feeling person, but you're applying these other concept for working through it that are almost like you're stifling that that mm. feeling piece and so I realized so that I was like okay I am a feeling person so how do I take advantage of that be aware of it and then I can be kind of the yin and yang with somebody who is maybe more a different way right mm -hmm. and and we can kind of work work together in that way so so yeah like that feeling piece probably has been one of the most impactful things for me personally and so now when I ask somebody that question I can ask it in a way that's meaningful I also ask it 
I also have to think about how I'm asking it because someone else will be in the situation that I was in back then and be like, why are you asking me that question? That is the most ridiculous question you're asking me, but can we get to the point? So I'm also aware that that's mm -hmm. where some people are in the journey. And so sometimes when we just say, well, you know, tell me how you feel. I'm like, yeah, that question doesn't sit. That's not a question that everybody's okay with. Some people are like, why are you asking me that question? So how else can I ask that? And so that's where like, tell me a little bit about like, like you can ask them maybe more physically, you know, are you feeling something or you can notice if I pay attention, I'm like, well, all of a sudden I'm noticing Teresa's face, like, you know, like her facial expression has changed. And like, I can just be more aware and maybe position in a place that you might be willing to enter into that conversation. But yeah, that, that feeling and recognizing the physical feeling of it is big for me because I, I can tell I'm like, Oh, something's not right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do I do about that? <laughs> yeah. I love that. There's so much good stuff there. I think um, a lot of people will, list, will be able to resonate with what you just said there. I know I could. It seems like you were kind of, maybe we're, we're taught to think with the logical side of our brain. That's just what we're fed in the educational system. And so it's only when we maybe do work with coaches or do have some kind of traumatic or some of the learning experience that helps us reconnect with the emotional side of things and the feeling side of things and realize that it's only when the two are working in harmony or mm -hmm. in balance that you really can get to the crux of the, the decision, the motivation, the, the pivot to sort of try to summarize a bit. One thing that came up to me that we haven't actually mentioned is that Teresa touched on a bit of it about like, the self honoring the self and, and the word that came up was like the acceptance, like you're accepting all parts of yourself, not just the head, not just the feeling, but the body, the change from Nancy, you like know where the path was leading me to, Nancy, who now loves to just run the experiment and is actually getting much more lit up by that new uh, realization than the old coding or whatever you want to call it. So <laughs> when we think about that and, and like listening to, listening to your heart, listening to your head, listening to the body, accepting that the worth, you, that's when you can really understand that you can say no to good things as long as you're not saying no to yourself. What one... <laughs> Bit of nugget would you like to leave us in our hashtag not anymore point here there's so much you you share with us now what's one thing that you think people can, can take away from everything you've shared that'll help them maybe release that block the first thing as you were talking that came to my mind is the idea of be forgiving with yourself <laughs> so this Amen. you know i think that's that's the thing is like in this process like even as i think about my i keep using the word journey and growing because where i am right now is not where i was a year ago two years ago five ten it's not going where i'm going to be in a month's time it's not going to be where i'm going to be so i am going to be so i so even this idea of like accepting myself and being comfortable with you know, letting go of things and experimenting, that too is a journey. It's, I'm not a, like I, you know, it's not like all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, let's throw everything out. Like that's not me at all. So that idea of, I would say, be forgiving with yourself and give yourself a chance. Like give yourself a fighting chance for the things that you, whether it's we want to pursue, you want to go like give yourself a fighting chance. And to do that, that's the pivot. It's like be willing to do that without it looking any which way. Again, there will be people who will support you and there's people who may not support you, but it doesn't really matter in the end. Like I, I would really encourage people to just like not get hung up on it being this perfect thing. So be forgiving and, and pivot, like give it a shot. If you want to, if you don't want to pivot, you don't have to pivot either, right? You're forced, you'll be forced to do it in some way or the other. <laughs> right. So, so either way it's happening. It's just 
just be easy with yourself. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And that for me is a big learning. Like that's an ongoing thing. It's by, I don't say that, um, I want to be very conscious. I'm not to anybody's listening. I'm not saying that flippantly. I'm saying it very much as I journey that myself. Mm-hmm. Because it's not exclusive to tenacity or ambition. It's included in. Yes. Great tip. Yeah. Fabulous. Thank you so much. That was great. Um, I know lots of people will already be aware of how to get in touch with you. We mentioned your business, but what are the ways that people can reach out and learn more about how Nancy can help them? That's awesome. Thank you for asking. I would say LinkedIn is my, like the best way to get in touch with me. So if you were to just look up Nancy John, just how it sounds, two first names, you can, you can find me on LinkedIn and yeah, like I'm happy to connect uh, and have conversations, but that would be the best way. Okay, so now we come to the extremely fun rapid fire Q&A, 10 statements, two choices, interpreters suits you. We're all wondering, is she going to follow her head or is she going to follow her heart now? You know, a, a I don't know. <laughs> one or two questions here, which might be a little bit obvious, but we'll do them anyway. So okay. are you ready? I am ready. Okay, number one, manager or leader? Leader. Number two, active or reactive? Reactive. Uh, Number three, black and white or gray? Gray. Number four, optimist or realist? Optimist. Number five, Canada or England? Canada, yeah. Number six. (laughs) (laughs) That was not a fair question, right? Come on. (laughs) Of course it's fair. You could pick Oh, it's very fair. You could pick either or. (laughs) um number six heart or head ah whatever the wiring is in between nice (laughs) number seven empathy or assertiveness empathy number eight introvert or extrovert a relational introvert yeah (laughs) plug it plug it number nine logical or emotional Logical. Number 10, innovation or process? Innovation. It's just the space I'm in right now. Ask me in two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to innovate the process first. Yes. <laughs> um, perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing all this with us. I know there was a lot there for people to uh, take away from. Um, it's always a pleasure speaking to you. Teresa, would you like to have the last comment? you're such a gentleman Reese always passes it over when Aww. when he's leading I was like would you also like to have and just a, a great big thank you so much for sharing your stories your journey your learning your tips we wish you all the success with your new venture thank you thank you both for having me this was so exciting I loved it the best way for us to find out if we are giving you our listener the value of your time by helping you think differently so you can do differently is if you write a review and give a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on.